Battlefront. And welcome to Battlefront Southgate. I am your host, Dustin Faulkner. It has been quite some time since I've been able to speak with all of you. I know, I, I know, guys, I know. You've been fiending. You've been itching for a little bit of that Dustin to come back into your lives. And I know that I may have caused you to start an addiction as I was going on and on about our buddies Ilhan, Rashida, the regimes that they held from, and the problems that they are causing in America. And hopefully I brought to you at those points things you weren't hearing elsewhere that I saw. And we will get back to those. We will. Patience, my dear. But I'm going to come at you for this first segment just a little bit differently because we're about to start a new series. And this is an important series, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to talk to you about illegal immigration. Yes, I know. Such a hot topic. Such a topic that is near and dear to many of us. But do you know it from certain perspectives? Do you know What's really going on? Sure, sure, sure. You have people coming in here trying to make money, trying to be here illegally. They're filling up cities. They're being put here and they're being put there. And we have these charitable organizations receiving money from the government to resettle refugees. Yes, we have a lot of that. And I know that this audience, as intelligent as you are, know all of these things, but what do we really know about this? I know, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir, but what do you know about immigration warfare? Now, I first heard this term used by somebody I respect incredibly, a very intelligent and I don't know if he's the one that came up with this phrase. We're going to get into that. We'll figure it out. But it was by Christian Pinto over there at Adalem Films and Noise of Thunder Radio. It was several years ago that I heard him coin this phrase. And when I heard him say immigration warfare, it really stuck out. Immigration warfare. Why and how is what we're experiencing called immigration warfare. Well, let's think about it for a second. You have people infiltrating the borders, being set up into communities all around the U.S. Many of them do not have the same worldview as us. Many of them come from countries which are socialist, socialist in nature, maybe outright communist countries. Many of them come from countries which are strongly Roman Catholic. So is the U.S. full of that, right? Or is it? And are these key words? Roman Catholicism. 
And so who's benefited by Roman Catholicism adherence coming into the country, legally or illegally? Exactly. We're going to get into much of that. And we're going to talk about who is behind the immigration push, the immigration warfare, and why. And we're going to try and stretch this out over a few programs or more. And we're also going to come back to our good friends, Ilhan, Rashida, many of those folks. Because they are not just what we see, not just a symptom of a problem. They are the product of the problem. And they are at the forefront right now of immigration warfare. Because of what's happened with this infiltration, those people have been able to take those they have been able to take those positions which allow them to have the ability to further win the battle of immigration warfare. And we'll see why this is a problem. Now, before we move on, let's just think about it for a second. When we talk about this illegal immigration problem, you have Americans who have been struggling for years, myself included, and having a hard time just trying to achieve the American dream. And this American dream that we've been trying to achieve for all of our lives, you know, the pursuit of happiness, right? How has it become so difficult for us to achieve these things? And then when we have people being set up in the communities, coming here and then taking advantage of the welfare system, um, which needs to be definitely changed, I think we give away too much. I know that I've made a really strong effort not to ever be upon that. And sometimes it's always so tempting, isn't it? Sometimes it hurts so badly that you know that you, you're like, man, those people, if they could do it, maybe I should do it. And you hear people say that often, oh, it's not fair that I don't qualify for welfare. You should be blessed and glad and joyous that you don't qualify for welfare. That means you are doing something different. Nonetheless, why have these things become a problem with this illegal, illegal immigration? You have murders, you have robberies, you have all kinds of crime entering the communities that maybe at one time had never experienced such a thing, had never experienced such a surging crime around there. You maybe, maybe you live in a quiet little town, guys, and then maybe everything's always been great for a decade, two decades, three decades. Older folks, I'm talking to you. Then suddenly you start seeing Islamists or Muslims appearing like maybe one person into your community. And then you see, as time goes by some more, now we have to wonder what's going on here. And maybe you don't know a whole lot about Islam. We hope to cure that. But I know that since 
2001, there's been a large interest in finding out about it and a lot of interest in falsifying it. Been a great effort in that. This is also included in the immigration warfare. But you think about it for a second. Your communities, when not just the Islamists are there, but maybe groups of people that you've never seen before, uh, and you start seeing more people standing on the corner, day laborers, or you start seeing more people swapping snap cards, whatever it might be in the different areas that you are. Like uh, here in Texas, it's the Lone Star cards. Now, I think we should go back. I think we should go back to those big giant check things. I remember that as a kid. You, you know, people, you'd be in line and then you see these people just whip out these big giant books. Those were food stamps and nobody wanted to carry those in their right mind. So they made it easier and more palatable to be on those government programs. But who are they getting? And then you see all of this in your communities happening faster. As you see one here, it becomes more common. Now, you see those things happening. What other things are beginning to change in your local communities, your local municipalities? How many of any of you guys are attending your local city council meetings? I know I miss some. It's very difficult when you're working. It's very difficult when you're always busy and the way things have been changed to the Keynesian economic process of how we have to work harder and longer in order just to provide basic needs. But then you see, yeah, these things begin to change. Why is that? Because those people you're starting to see appear in your communities, they're voting for the people at those city council meetings who will move the directions you would never have wanted to move. Uh, we could talk a lot about some things like uh, Robert E. Lee. All of those statues coming down. Now, there's a time that that was unheard of of that happening. How this push of social justice was virtually unheard of, guys. And then now, suddenly, it's everywhere. They're taking them down. And they're able to vote for programs in your communities, pushing for what used to be Agenda 21, now Agenda 2030. And a lot of these countries are having their people come over here and implement those measures because they are UN adherents. Right? I'm throwing some ideas here at you guys. We'll get deeper into this. And I'm trying to get your brains rolling here. I'm trying to show you the direction we'll be going. And as you've seen, all of that happen, and it happened so quickly, you didn't even notice until it was too late because those people came there and they either legally voted in them in or likely they illegally voted. But nonetheless, they supported those measures. Now, you can't have certain things in your schools. Now, you've lost rights even as property owners. Now, more of them are in your, more of them are in your communities. 
Now, you have to change with them because the law says so. The change is coming from within. And you never were ready to stop it. This, guys, is a taste of what's to come. And please stay tuned because we are going to get into immigration warfare and we're going to start in the next segment by relaying and telling you of some things that maybe you know, but you've forgotten. So don't go away. Let's get ready, guys. We're going to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Battlefront Southgate. And we are back. As I was saying, we're going to be moving forward here and talking about illegal immigration as immigration warfare. But first, I'd like to start it out like about an article that I saw in Breitbart. It was about 10 days ago. And the article is titled, Migrant Apprehensions at Border Drop 30% in August, Still Up 35% Over August 2018. And according to the article, they said that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials had announced, you know, the apprehension of their migrants who uh, illegally crossed the border and between the ports of entry. And they said that it fell about, you know, 30 percent. And then, you know, it's apparently was down 62 uh, percent from the May 2019 peak of 132,870. And I know you're saying to yourself, well, you know, we have. A lot of land, and there's a that's that's not that much. Uh, if you're saying that, first of all, I'm probably thinking now in my mind that you're crazy because 132,000 people, uh, 133,000. That's a lot, and and you think that, if, but if you think about about it for a second, that it says you think that that's a really big drop that that it's down by 62 percent of 132,870. You know. It, that sounds great, okay? That oh well, it's down sixty-two percent. Well, think about it for a second. All right, now May, it, especially if you're at the southern borders. All right, there's a few reasons that I think that these numbers may have dropped, and, and that is, uh, you know, it's really hot. So I think that the heat and everything that plays a factor in uh, the slowing down of a lot of these people coming across. I think that it probably would drop that. I know I wouldn't want to be trekking for months across the desert in the hottest time of the year. And I think that causes the number to drop, even though if you think about it still, with that many people trying to cross illegally, that's still a lot, all right? And then in the article, it goes on to say, you know, why they thought that the numbers had fallen and that's because of Mexico's new part of the military that they created, right? Their their type of national guard. And they believe that that helped to uh cause some of that to drop because uh my and thankfully that this is one really great thing that uh President Donald Trump has done and that is to really start to hold Mexico's feet to the fire on taking care of the people, the people who come 
through their country and then they are at our border. A lot of them, you know, go right into seeking and calling for asylum. We'll get into a lot of that later. I even outlined that in our book, which is coming out very soon. Please be patient, guys. There's some things that it's our first book to come out and it just takes time and we, we, we're learning as we go, right? So give that time and we are thankful for all of you who have ordered that book. Sorry to stop and mention that, but I'm, I'm getting a lot of people asking me about this. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your pre-orders. That really helps us to get this out a lot quicker. And it helps to fund the things that we do and a lot of the work. Jeff Dornick's uh, Gatekeepers, you know, because it takes money to run it. And right now, that's we, we need that. And it, it's uh, th we're thankful for what you've done. And to get information out, it costs money to do that, and it costs time, and thank you. But it's coming out. Please be patient. I promise you it's it's worth it. Uh, and for those of you who haven't gotten this book, there's 12 authors involved in it. It's about how the social justice issue affects the church, and the name of the book is Social Injustice. And there are 12 of us who come at that from uh, different perspectives and different issues uh, concerning that whole thing and you know mine is on illegal immigration and i did a lot of research behind this guys i put 200 hours into just that chapter uh just just the research that doesn't count everything else that i had to do and i i hope that it really helps you i hope that it does really well for you please go to go to www socialinjusticebook.com and enter the code Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N. That will help to also fund some of the things that I do by helping to buy that book with the pre-order. And you will also get an audio book free with this purchase because that purchase, you know, like I said, helps us out a lot. And you'll be getting to hear something very unique and that is the authors who wrote their specific topic read that to you. And you'll get to hear our voice inflection. You'll get to hear exactly how we're conveying that through our voice. And I think that's a really good, a really, really neat thing for you. Anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about. And that is about this article. You see that the U.S. border agents apprehended 50,693 migrants who illegally crossed the U.S.-Mexico border uh, between the ports of entry in August. And... Like I said, it's a it's a decrease from July's seventy one thousand, almost at seventy two thousand, and a sixty two percent drop from May's peak of one hundred thirty two thousand. Still, that's a lot of people. You know, as you as you look down, and then you see that it includes uh, the in the fiscal year four hundred and fifty seven thousand eight hundred seventy one family unit aliens. Okay, that's family unit, and and I'm. And the family unit is uh, described as those who come over here uh, with at least one, like a child, and then a, a person who claims to be the guardian. They count those as family units. So that could be like two people or more. And so that fit, the, the FMUAs were that much. And then, okay, 280,272 single adults. That's just one person with no family with them, just those people who are apprehended. Guys, these are people apprehended. 
apprehended. That doesn't count the ones that did get across. And you know they are doing that. And then another 72,873 unaccompanied alien children. And those are the ones I think it's, uh, they counted as 17 and under. A lot of times there's no way to tell if that person's actually 17 because if you look and do some research, you'll find out that a lot of them were posing as children because they didn't have the documentation right. And there were there were 30 year, 31 year old men going to the high schools and then you know they were getting busted because they were raping girls in bathrooms. Very dangerous. So the the UACs got 73,000, okay? You just think about that. Then it says that in the same period in 2018, it was uh, four, jumped by 406%. I really think that, as they're saying, and, and then they talk about how the uh, Mexico has really done a good job of stopping them when they were coming from Central America because this is a lot of them that they're saying, right? There was uh, They're coming from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Mexico. Uh, look at this. Uh, just throw some numbers at you real quick. Uh, and... and Guatemala for the family unit was 182,467, Honduras 182,449, El Salvador 54,915, and from Mexico 9,542. And the UACs was uh, Guatemala 29,602, Honduras 19,696, El Salvador 11,593, Mexico 9,542. Then for the single adults, uh, Mexico was the largest, and it was 136,658, Guatemala 46,566, uh, Honduras 42,783, and El Salvador 19,804. And I also found this very interesting in the article how they said that the CBP, uh, which is the, the Customs and Border Patrol, does not detail... The numbers of migrants from other nations who have been in, apprehended in increasing numbers along the border. Okay. Now stop and think about that for a second. We're just talking about Central American people, uh, Latin America, right? Uh, people that are, are coming over. No doubt there, there's a lot of these people that are coming, you know, especially from Honduras and El Salvador, that they're not really good people and they don't much care for the well-being and the laws of the of the nation for sure in in America that they're probably not coming over here to just mow lawns all right they're likely coming over here to engage in, to engage in more uh sophisticated criminal behavior uh, definitely you know MS13 that's a prime example i mean you think about this this you know how they're coming over here through the border and then you have them come here, they infiltrate the country, and these are the ones that are apprehended. Remember, you start shaking things up. You know, you got you have people who are probably that they are living in fear because of this. They go into these cities, and then you know, as I was telling you in the first segment, uh, they start being able to get into the voter ranks and, and change the local municipalities' laws. Because you know that you're getting a bunch of liberals on both sides, the Republicans and the Democrats, that are complicit in this whole Hegelian dialectic process to bring everything into one-third way, which is going to change the nation. And as I said right earlier there, that they're not even documenting the people that are coming as increasing. And, you know, that's 
the like migrants from Africa and you the migrants from Africa are not exactly the good ones, right? You you think about it for a second. There was a uh, there was some that they found uh, going through the Rio Grande, and uh, guys, these aren't even from Mexico. So you have uh, Mexico or any of those countries. You have people that are hostile for sure to the U.S. coming in through that. And if you think about that for a second, uh, as we go think about Ilhan and, and Rashida, that especially Ilhan is from Somalia. You know, there's also some news that's come out that she may not that she may not have actually be using her real name, and it's obvious that she's falsified documents. I've proven that in the past programs. Please go and check those out. We'll talk about that more later, and when we get to that point, but. They're not documenting, well, not, not detailing the numbers of those people coming through from the other nations. So these numbers that are shown right here are obviously a lot larger. And that's pretty scary because if you think about it, that you have no idea who's coming over here. And, and there's a lot of diseases coming across as well, okay? And... You know, there's just so many points to this. Just there's a lot of detail. That's why we're going to have to do several episodes in this series on this because there's just so much that we're going to have to talk about and might jump around on. But I'm not opposed to vaccines totally, but I, I don't like most of them. And what we did with our son uh, vaccinate on a lot of them. Uh, we ended up having to get rid of a doctor because she went behind my back and waited until I wasn't there and tricked my wife. And I don't know how that happened, but tricked my wife into the whole chicken pox vaccine, which I told the lady, no. And she still did it. And she argued with me. And I was like, I don't buy it. When You're not doing that to my son. But then the next time they showed up, she snuck it in. I probably should have sued, but because he was very sick from that. But we did wait, you know, and we did not go by the government outline on how to do that. I think that, you know, we tried to stagger those. But with Gwendolyn, we definitely didn't do that. So anyway, I think that as they're bringing these diseases over uh, that have been long uh, controlled, okay? That's another part of the warfare. And I think that that's a lot of what you see from uh, that's the aspect of your population control people. And uh, we're coming up on another break here, guys. But that's the, uh, the, the, vaccin the vaccination, the big pharma people. That's another part of that as they're coming over and bringing those people that they know are going to bring these diseases. They are not controlled in, in their disease problems from where they come. And that's going, and, and they're bringing a lot of illnesses over there, especially, you know, cause we're not vaccinating after 18, most of us. Right. And you know, we're pretty, pretty clean all of this time. And now you're bringing all, all these new diseases, not new diseases, but these old diseases back. And it's going to start killing off people, especially the elderly people and, and, and a lot of other people who aren't exactly the most healthy or or anything like that. So you're going to decrease the population in that. And, you know, what's to say that's not, you know, the people like me or or somebody else or uh, would, would might succumb to that. And then now you lose those voices in the opposition. But anyway, we're, we're here at a break and I will come back to this third segment with this, guys. We still have more to talk about. We're going to hit more on this article and then I'm going to go back and go into the Jesuit order a little bit on what we've seen the Jesuit general do recently. This is Battlefront 7.
and welcome back to Battlefront Southgate. I am your host, Dustin Faulkner, and we are talking today about, we're introducing you to the topics which are going to start coming over the next several episodes. We might take a break in between them to talk about other things as they come along, but we're developing a series here uh, to let you know about immigration warfare. And if you are maybe just now listening to this because somebody else probably had this great podcast on the Gatekeepers online podcast network and you're and they're listening to it and you're just now hearing this, we've been telling you today what we're, as we're bringing to you to, so you'll understand what's happening to your country because we are the last beacon, the last stand of Christian leadership today. Earlier we were talking about the Breitbart article, and I was going over with you some facts that they outlined in this article about how the border dropped about 35% in August compared to that time last year, right, Uh, in in that fiscal year. But it was uh, down 62%, of course, uh, during the period in May, which was still large, guys. It doesn't matter if it's dropped that much, you know, they're still coming in in large numbers. And it's actually, even though some numbers have dropped off of what it was coming in, they've been replaced by those, as we're starting to see, that are much worse than you had, than the ones who were coming over. Ilhan Omar is, is a great example of the problem with the immigration system because she should not be here. I believe, and from the facts that I've been seeing, she's here illegally. She's continues to commit and break laws uh, that our country has established in the states, and then she makes a mockery of marriage, and she's just a, not a very good person. And as she spends her junk online, and then uh, go and then incites the other ones to go out and do her bidding. Uh, we st- we're starting to see that and that is a lot of the communist uh, propaganda that she she uses and she's very good at it. She's very well versed as she's been done uh, since growing up in that, definitely being taught that by her father uh, since the age of four. But let's go on into this, into this article. We see some good things did happen from the, according to the Breitbart article, that the CBP reports that they sent back under the MPP, which is the Migrant Protection Program, where they return and then they hold them in Mexico to await asylum hearings in the United States. It, it They've returned more than 42,000 migrants, according to the article. And it shows that Trump, I appreciate what he does, and I, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. Uh, I agree with his foreign policy uh, for the most part, and... Definitely on the illegal immigration issue, the the man understands it, and he's uh caused Mexico to start being held to more account of what they do. I don't know how much that's going to last because you know that they're socialists over there, down there, and now I want you to, to understand something that is that article reported that the more dangerous people are coming in because they're coming in from countries which are definitely hostile from us. And they're coming from in from Africa. And you know that what has happened over there is the communists have destroyed that continent pretty much. And 
you see how they are destroying and killing the white people and taking their farmland. Uh, I think I've spoken about that before. Lauren Southern uh, did a really great documentary on that, and I really appreciate the work that she did. It showed much of the truth of what's happening and what we can come to expect here if we don't get control of this immigration issue, if we don't get control of the people that we're electing into our government positions. And I know that this is right here, the immigration issue being led by the social justice within the church here is where we've got to stop it. Because if we don't stop that here, then these people are going to continue to enter into the communities, in the municipalities, and they're going to control the direction of the governments there. And there's not going to be a whole lot that we can do because we're going to be outnumbered. And that's part of the immigration warfare is to settle these people in large numbers into the communities. You give them uh, the ability to claim asylum. Then you give them the ability to start taking advantage of the subsidies here. And Trump's cut, cut a lot of those, but just simply not enough. It's not stopping them because they still are able to and it's not just a southern border issue anymore, guys. They've gone into Iowa. Uh, they're going into all of the other states. They've spread into the East Coast. Though definitely the West Coast. If California is a prime example of how the immigration warfare has can come into a state being led by somebody like a, uh, the Jesuit Jerry Brown and completely destroy in just a, a short period of time a state. And I feel sorry for a lot of the people over there. There's a lot of great people, patriots, a lot of good Christians. Um, not not just good Christians. There's some people that, even though they don't know Christ, uh, do desire to live morally. But the fact of the matter is, is that state's just been demolished. And it's a great example of what I'm talking about here. Of And, and Texas is starting to go that direction because they settled all of those people into those communities, they because uh, a lot of us are out there working, right, guys? Uh, I know that I have to work really hard just to get by because we're so busy just trying to meet the basic needs. We're having a hard time being out there and being everywhere. And that is what programs like this do. That is what I seek to do. This is my service to the country. I hope to build this uh, into a larger network I'm doing on, on the side. And I've kind of halted that for a little bit now. Where, uh, But, you know, thankfully, I still have the voice here to teach you these things. But anyway, let's quickly move on from this article because we're running out of time. And I want to talk about this. Uh, this is what's going to start coming into the later programs. I wrote about this also in Social Injustice. And this is in what I've been trying to really bring it to, because we need to understand who it comes by, where it comes from. And I know that there's a lot of people that are still in denial about this, and a lot of people will shake you off still. But a lot of people are starting to realize it more, especially since 2013. And if you look really, really well into do some research, you'll see that about that point is when you start seeing these social justice evangelicals gaining momentum, especially people like Russell Moore and Leith Anderson and 
the Southern Baptist Convention, the SBC. Uh, you start seeing them gain momentum. And, and, and what happened around this time is the Jesuits. These people are the ones who steer this the direction that it's going. And if you look, uh, there's another article on Breitbart.com called The Jesuit Chief, No Country Has the Right to Turn Away Migrants. Now, what's that speak? I know you've heard it from the evangelicals. They're starting to say that because almost everything that these that the Vatican says, right? Because the Jesuit Pope, Pope Francis, because see, the mask has come off. A lot of this stuff has been held secret for a great number of years. That's because they're hitting critical mass here. They're, uh, the, the momentum is in their favor. But people are waking up because of the mask has come off. And that's why we need to really be driving this home. Keep sharing this program and keep sharing other programs who are beating this war drum on this subject, for sure. All right? Because we're going to really be getting into educating you about this. And now, to that article. The Jesuit chief, which is Arturo Sosa, uh, he is, uh, he's, he's the guy who said, I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and look. But he's also the guy who didn't? Who said he doesn't like them? To, uh, to, I think he said that he doesn't like to be called the Black Pope because uh, that might have been him. I could be wrong on that. Um, don't start sending me emails yet. I'll, I'll go and research it. But if you do have the truth, we'll we'll say it. But that you know that's <laughs> that's their double speak. He said, according to this article, that and he's talking to the Italians must remember their own experience, and he's talking about. When they came to Latin America, and then, you know, and I quote him, he says, they came to Latin America, including my country of Venezuela, and they were welcome. They become part of society in a way as everyone else, and today they are not considered different. But uh, what he doesn't tell you there is they legally came to Venezuela. They, they migrated legally there, and then they experienced a lot of growth. But, of course, what happens is the Jesuits started to creep in like they do in all of the other countries, and they start to dismantle it from within, right? And they used, over there, a lot of the immigration to come in there and then influence the country to move more towards socialism and look at it now. He also goes on to, he says... In Europe, we must recognize the contribution that migrants make to the societies that receive them and thank them for it. Okay, legal immigrants. There are many who do great things. But you need to keep in mind what the Jesuits, when they tell you that, are saying. Let's go down a little bit here. What does he say? Those who live in a given territory, have no right to turn away migrants. Sounds a lot like the Jesuit Martin, doesn't he? Uh, in America Magazine, the flagship magazine for the Jesuits in America. He says these things, and then guess who else says those things? The social justice evangelicals. And he's saying that they don't own it. And then he's saying the goods of the land are for everyone. And he sees that there are no conflict of rights, those migrants and those who already live in the place, but the opportunity for human dialogue to create a universal fraternity 
through the movements of populations due to various reasons. Wars, persecutions, poverty, the search for a better life. Ah, social justice. Just breathe it in and then choke. Because you know that's exactly what he's going there. The social justice issue. The liberation theology of the Jesuits who created that. Because let's not forget that these are the people who started Marxism. They worked directly with Marx. Marx worked with the Jesuit chief at his time. And so what's he saying there? He's telling us that all migrants are the same. Those who come into a country, and he's telling us that we need to, that the people who live in where in their countries have no right to say who can come in, who can stay, or have any right to keep people from coming in who would do them harm. And then he tells you, he loves to me that they're all coming here for a better life. Hardly. Now, let's say that you have 10 people coming in for a better life, but in those 10 people, three of them are terrorists. All right? So you just allowed tend to illegally come into here and sneak in and claim for a better life to start claiming asylum. But the three in there is going to kill a thousand people each. All right. Is it worth it? Exactly. And to tell us that we cannot vet those people and we cannot make rules and then we have no right to tell them that they can't be on the land. It's hogwash. It's Jesuit speak and trying to convince you and make you feel guilty for saying no. Well, don't say no. And it seems that we are out of time again. Like I said, we're going to continue this series. We're going to get deeper into this. I'm just was wanting to get you introduced into this. I need you. It's good to be back. I'm sorry that it's been a while. Life happens. <laughs> you know, you got to take care of your family. And that's what happened on my end. And we're going to make sure that that happens less and less. Please keep supporting us so that we can do that, so that we can work for you and do a great job for you with Battlefront Broadcasting that's coming and with what the work that you see the gatekeepers online doing, with the work that you see Worldview Weekend doing. These are organizations out there who are going to be different for you and will have a lot of product for you. It's just going to be great. And you want to have that new information. And, you know, before we go, I just want to mention a scripture, okay? Because you gotta you gotta mention it about how he's telling us that we have no right. You please quickly you go to Deuteronomy two, chapter two, and then you look at, at what three and six says. I'm not gonna read it real quick, but if you look at those two verses, you'll see that. He does not, the Lord tells them to go through that land, but he does not give the land to the Jewish people for that. They were told to go through it. And you look, they had to pay for stuff as well as they went went through it. Uh, see, property ownership. God just doesn't give away people's land. He wants us to have property ownership because you make the rules, you'll work harder, you'll be obedient. And a lot of us do good work with that. Anyway, Guys, it has been great to get back with you again. It is this, Join us as we come back to you with our series on immigration warfare. And share this program. And please share the previous programs that have been produced on the Ilhan and Rashida. As they are the faces of the Red Green Exodus. It is going to tie into this immigration warfare program. And it is coming at you. 
this has been Battlefront Southgate, and I am glad that I have been with you. Southgate out.